Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Film fans to a brand new episode of Quality <laughs> Chat. Pod. You didn't even say it. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm actually very caught up. Um, I'm just stumbling all over my words today because my main goal was to just get that hello out and try to get you to stop me saying hello. You got for it. So out. Long. It was a hearty hello. It's something that is super energized because we are talking about the most super of all films to come out today. But first off, welcome to Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left, Drew Douglas. We're here and we're alive. Would you like me to introduce you the same way that I intro the show and just basically scream your name, Drew Douglas? If you want. Okay, I'll do that next time. I think it should just be one word, though. So just blend it all together. Well, just maybe my first name. Okay. Because I think when you start combining two words, it just doesn't work. It's It definitely becomes something else. I have to kind of take a breath, or maybe we just edit out the breath, and then it just bleeds right in, and I it's like you seamless. keep it in there. Now, somebody did ask me the other day. They go, where did that start? And I go, I don't know. I don't do it. For the hello? The long hello. <laughs> do you know why you started doing that? I, I think it was, it was maybe funny? to troll you, maybe. <laughs> I think very early on, you did a lot of stuff to troll me. There was, in the very beginning, an episode, which I remember very clearly, and it was great. It was the Buffy the Vampire God. <laughs> and afterwards, I said, I'm not doing this again if you're just going to troll. That was like episode two, I think. It was not. It was a little bit like I was pierced from community and the beginning of season two and he hires a group of writers to come up with jokes mm. so he can keep up with Troy and Abed. Good episode. So I need to restart that again for like the 15th time. But there's all these rumors about this movie coming mm-hmm. out. Um, what do you think the odds are on Donald Glover coming back? Low. Very low. But I think if he did, he would come back maybe for the last half of the movie. Yeah, that's I could see that where he makes basically a cameo. But with him and his departure from the show, it would be cool if it's a grand entrance and it's revealed maybe he is a me- like a megastar or something like that. What if he's like a huge rapper? Or if he shows up as Lando from the Star Wars universe and that's a plug for his new show on I, Disney+. Plus. I am all for this movie. I need it to happen. It's great. I With or without Donald. I am just... Falling in love with the community all over again. And I am midway through season two. I blew through the first season. I started slowing down in the second season. But it's mainly because I started watching a lot of like really dark stuff. And I had to break that up 
in between with one or two episodes of Community, and then I get back to watching some dark stuff. Are you still watching it with your um, GF? Yeah. She, Does she like it? She really likes it. But what's funny is she loves Piers the most. And I actually, I think she loves Abed and then Piers. And I remember when I first started watching Community, wasn't a huge fan of Piers. But now rewatching it, all of the characters have their moments. But you know the one character that I actually like a little least a little less now i wouldn't say the she's my least favorite but it's a little less is annie yeah she's one of my least favorites when it's whenever i first started watching i really liked her and she was probably one of my favorites but now she's one of my least i mean me personally hashtag team britta i think she's the best jeff is my favorite and jeff and and the dean are my two my my one two do you like cheng cheng's funny in um Ugh. Small doses. Small doses. I think by the time, God, he's really annoyed. When's the Changnesia? Is that season three? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of liked him just as the teacher, and then they were like, "We had we struck gold. We need to figure out a way to include him." Yeah. More. And and that's one of the issues. But Chang is funny. I do like the his... Changnesia bit is actually really funny to me. I, I love him trying to break into the group. And that's like his whole mission for the beginning of season two. What's the season? Which one does the uh, is Jack Black on it? Remember, he's like Buddy. He's part season of the group. Season one. That season is yeah. that late season one. God, that's so good. And I totally forgot because and just, Owen Wilson shows up. Yeah, oh at the God. very end. That was that was so classic. But so Jack Black, that that cameo just had me laughing, and I loved it. But then I forgot that he was in it, and then you. I just finished an episode where Hilary Duff is one of the mean girls. And there are so many great cameos in the show. But, oh, man. Uh, we're basically really close to starting a community cast again. Because I would do of that. The, oh, the, the, last, do that. the last few episodes we've had, it's been basically our love of community. But Did we talk about it on the last one? I can't yeah, keep, we did. I, honestly, I have no idea what we did last time. The last 30 minutes was talking about community. And it was only a 33-minute episode. So it was mostly community. But mm-hmm. today, we've got a lot more to oh, talk about. I was about. going to keep going, but yeah, we, <laughs> we need to move on. I'm sorry. Welcome to all of those of you who are joining us. Uh, if you are returning, thank you. If you're new, well, we talk about a lot of things on here. And today, though, we've got not just movies, not just TV shows. We've got kind of all the above and a lot of movie news to get into. But before we do that, we want to dedicate this episode to Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Guys, thanks for giving us a shout out on Twitter. I was surprised by that. That caught me off guard in a good way. It caught me off guard too because I said if you if you're picking us and something's not right. We also thought that it may have been a April Fool's joke, and then we realized no, it's just sharing the love. So we want to share the love too. Yeah, I told my mom that we got a little um, spotlight online, and she said, "Oh, I didn't know you're still doing that podcast." Oh, and now she's listening again, right? Nah, she never did. Oh. Well, guys, thank you very much. If you want to follow Pop Goes the Culture podcast, you can do so on Twitter. Their handle is at PG 
TC Podcast. I wonder how much of those letters I ended up popping. So again, it's at PGTC Podcast. And if you want to go and check out what they end up putting out and producing, it's some uh, pretty good stuff and also finding out their story and how they started. They just love all things culture. And I ended up asking on Twitter what their favorite segment of ours was, and they said the Pickums episode. What's your? I, I think my favorite segment we're going to do today. My favorite segment is the opening. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. No, I, I I have a lot of segments, but it, it really depends. Today, we have not done like a straight-up movie review in quite some time talking about a movie and it's a new movie especially during lockdown and these quarantine times this is something that leading up to today i've been really excited to do but before we do that we've got the in the news segment what do you have for us we've got four things that we'll be talking about i just want you to tell me if you loves it or hates it okay numero uno one amc regal have gone to war with the universal <laughs> you know this story Universal put out Twirls World Tour on, de, I guess, demand mm -hmm. and, and skipped the whole theatrical thing because of COVID. And they were so happy with the results. They said, this is something we will continue to do in the future. Mm -hmm. And AMC says, you know what? We're not going to play your movies anymore. Now Regal is saying, we're not going to do that either. We're not going to play your movies either. If you do it on demand and in theaters at the same time. Loves it, hates it. I'll say loves it. I think this is kind of the next step in the movie evolution business. Could be scary, but I also think that it benefits moviegoers, but it could also benefit theaters. But at the same time, this is just a crazy war. And I understand why it happened, like why AMC's mad. But I can also understand why Universal wanted to do it. It was just bad business how it went down. AMC, I just think this is really foolish on AMC's part. AMC kind of did that to a degree with their theaters where they're like, we're not going to pay the rent on all of our properties. And they sent that out. But they're not necessarily bluffing. They're just like, we just simply can't afford it right now. But I think with theaters, it's one of those situations that you'll have people who still want to go. Like, I want to see Tenant on the big screen. And you want to see Tenet on the big screen. So there are going to be those releases. Maybe we just get like the best of the best in the theaters. And then anytime there is Trolls World Tour movies that come out, we're like, yeah, maybe they better serve families at home. They'll release that at home. This will never happen. For the AMC thing. Something will get worked out. Yeah, I, I agree. Whether or not it's, my guess is that there will be some kind of cut in which AMC will air or, or have the universal movies in their theaters, but it will be maybe on fewer screens or something like that. Do you loves it or hates it on that for the AMC Regals versus Universal? I mean, my thing is I just want to see movies as soon as I can. And there are a very small amount that I want to see in theaters. And I would go see stuff in theaters if that was the only option. If I have the option of both, most times I'm going to stay at home. So really, I'm indifferent on this. I just think it's foolish for AMC to do this now. Though I don't think this will ever happen. Can I ask you a string of movies, rapid fire, of yes or no, if you would see it in the theater or if you would stay at home? So a yes for theater, 
no for going so and the, watching at home. Are they both available in the in theaters and yes. at home at the same time? So like, and these are not going to be all Universal movies, but just off the top of my head, some big movies that we were looking forward to this year. Okay, if you would end up going to the theater, staying at home, if you had the option of both at the same time, no time to die. Mm. Probably at home because I would want to see it instantly. Black Widow. At home. Tenant. Theaters. Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> at home. <laughs> For free. Uh, that's all I can really think of. I mean, Tenant is... I love that this whole thing, too, about reopening theaters. Nolan, They're talking to Nolan about how do you want to do this. Yeah. He's like the face of what he's going to save movies, basically. I'm I'm just waiting for WB to come out and say something similar to what uh, Danae V said about Jared Leto walking out onto the set of Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> as, as if he were Jesus Christ. Goal. Uh, let's go to number two. This is news number two. Hellraiser HBO series coming in the works with David Gordon Green, a man that I used to worship. You still do, though, from time to time. To some degree. Every October. This man is working on Halloween kills. And he also did the the third one, right? Mm Because they shot it back to back? Yep. Uh, I've never seen Hellraiser before in my life. It's something I've always wanted to. But I'm intrigued, so I'm going to say loves it. I'm going with loves it. I've never been a huge Hellraiser fan either. The The first film I enjoyed but at the same time wasn't like an avid fan and first time seeing it i was underwhelmed but then i can appreciate the status that it has in horror movies is it discussed i always heard is really gruesome yeah there's just certain things about it that it, it is very gory but it's also it just didn't really connect to me whenever i saw it and thinking about it there are video essays that I have found online that made me appreciate it more than whenever I first saw it. But the my initial reaction is like, eh, it's okay. I can understand where some people would like it or love it. So loves it? I loves this news. All right, tell me if he loves this. The uh, co-writer of Halloween Kills, the upcoming Halloween film, Scott Teams, he says he recently watched a rough cut of the movie and he says it's like the first one on steroids. Oh. Quote, it really is the bigger, badder, meaner version of the first one. I say triple loves on that. Ooh. I've softened a little bit on that first one. Rewatching so, it. I don't love it as much. I feel the same way. I have watched the first half and I like it, but I still I it's not love. I don't love it. I like it. I like it a lot. I well, but I'll say I, I like it. Yeah. I just thought Michael is like almost as gruesome as um, the zombie version yeah. in, in, in moments in this one. And it made me wonder what was up. Was he just real sad that day? I think it just boils down to whenever Danny McBride was in the mask and when he wasn't. So he's really violent whenever McBride was donning the mask. I love that Halloween Kills still slated for October 16th. So we could be getting some footage really soon. I'm... Apparently it's done and it's just, it's just ready. Like they had given, I think there was one screener, right? And it's one they did theater. A one like a long time ago. I wonder though, what kept people from leaking so much? I haven't sought out anything, but with it being done. I would imagine those people are in cages right now until the movie's release rolls around. That's actually how 
COVID, I think, started is that they tried leaking information about Halloween returns and they got infected. Bigger, badder, meaner. I am excited. I'm very excited. And there's a rumor a big character is going to die. Do you think they would kill Lori off in this one? I don't think... Hmm, that's actually... Uh, huh. And then you... What if they kill Michael in this one and then she takes over? I really wonder if that's what will happen. They, I they, really they haven't like set that up in any way, though. But the second film could do that. Think about it. If they're doing back-to-backs, this is basically the final film, part one, part two. So if that's the case... It's so risky to do that in your second film and you have one left. And you want people to come back. They're going to Infinity War us, though. Ooh, what when, if he snaps his fingers and everyone oh. disappears, including Lori, and he's got to bring her back? And then we also have Doctor, Doctor uh, or Donald Pleasance returning back his Loomis, and he uh, reappears. He's completely CG. All right, the next one, next bit of news, and this is the final one. Extract, extraction director Sam Hargrave and writer Joe Russo are teasing a sequel or prequel to the new Chris Ooh. Hemsworth movie. I want you to tell me right now, do you care? This will be my first hate set. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So big fat no? That's a no for me. I've got an explanation why, though. I say let's start talking about our, mo- our featured movie of the week. Okay. Well, let's do a deep dive into Extraction. You want to survive, you do exactly as I say. Who are you? Name? Ovi. Move fast. Stay low. Something's wrong. Heads up, spoilers, full spoilers ahead. So if you have not seen the movie Extraction, go do that now. A simple synopsis that I could come up with is a gun for hire's mission to rescue a drug lord's kidnapped son goes sideways. That's about it. Uh, Yeah, I would say. (laughs) That's it. You mentioned director Sam Hargrave, written by Joe Russo, who also co-wrote the graphic novel with his brother, the visionary directors behind Infinity War and Endgame. Do you like how they keep teasing that, the visionary directors behind Infinity War and Endgame? Does that matter? They wrote it. Are they visionary? One person wrote it. Yeah, they are. I think they get knocked around a little bit, but yeah, they are. I, I mean, they've done a lot for the cinema world, and I think we've got a lot to see. Are they the current Wachowskis? Oh, gosh, no. The Wachowskis <laughs> are the Wachowskis. I guess my concern is what do they do now beyond the MCU? I what think, is your success rate? Well, it's kind of like what Wachowskis with their success with The Matrix, although they're bringing it back, um, in terms of I think the Russos have – a lot of room to grow, and I'm really interested, especially after seeing Extraction, because with this, there are a lot of, and I wonder how involved they were with a lot of the camera shots and Sam, or if that was just Sam doing his thing. I think that's Sam doing his thing, thing because we mentioned last week he is a stuntman for these Marvel films, mm-hmm. and he appears to be very hands-on from the behind-the-scenes videos that I watched. That, that's the same for me as well, what, what I can tell. And, of course, the number one star up front and center is Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth. But 
I'll say that in terms of a sequel or prequel, Extraction, I don't want to see another film of of this. Like, I don't want it to be a continuation of a character. Here's why. I love the simple one-and-done movie mentality. You release something, you make it really cool, and then it's over. Because this movie, and I heard about this leading up to the movie, but it reminded me so much, 15 minutes in, of a new man on fire. And I will say, that surprised me. I was not expecting that watching the trailer, because watching the trailer, I thought, eh, it'll be okay, it looks cool in, in parts. But this movie surprised me in a lot of different ways. Now, what so if, in a good way, did you like this movie? I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't really like it. Really? No, not really. This reminded me of a um, a Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg movie that where they just got drunk and came up with an oh. idea and then went out and shot it. This is like the eight mile twenty two or whatever that was. There, there is something that I think really hurts the film, but outside of that one thing which I'll bring up, which because we'll cover it, I um I, I have to say that I had more fun with this, but I watched this with my girlfriend. She at first was not into it. Then she got into it with the action scenes and then toward the end she's like, what is this movie about? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is there's nothing to it. <laughs> and it could either be a, a really good thing or a really bad thing. That's what I think helped John Wick is just like it's a good movie that is really a glorified video game for two hours. Well, that, That's what that has something that this doesn't have, which I don't know if you just want to get into what's the worst thing about this movie. There's two big things for me. Okay. One, I don't think it's fun. Yeah, and that's my girlfriend said the same thing. She's like, "This movie's sad and depressing." It's and that's fine, but you can still sprinkle in humor, especially with someone like Hemsworth, who has been making huge paychecks off of being the muscle and being funny. Yeah, and not that he has to be funny in this, but at least have something in it. And then this is what John Wick has it. This movie doesn't it. I was emotionally invested in John Wick because of the dog thing, the uh. dog angle. And I could care less about anything in this movie. Not the kid? No. I, I mean, I, you brought this up. I felt like I was watching a video game cutscene most of the time. It's from point A to point B, and it's nothing but gunfire. I am apparently in the mood, or was in the mood, for this movie whenever I ended up seeing it. And there are just certain things that anytime it reminds me of that, I get really into it. But the one thing... You talking about like the emotional investment, Man on Fire, I thought ended up uh, there. There are flaws with that movie, but I also really liked that movie. I've still never seen it. Wow. So Tony Scott is in prime pinnacle Tony Scott mode where he's doing all these crazy shots and edits. And it just it's more insane than if he were to do a straight cut of the film. But that movie still has a certain style, and he went all in for it. This movie has a very, like, action-heavy, like, uh, I'd say four moments. But outside of that, whenever it slows down, that's the worst part of this movie for me. Whenever it tried to get deep on the level of, let's talk about 
our past lives and stuff like that. Like with his son dying? Um, you know, I didn't mind that, but especially the David Harbour stuff, it was dragging with David Harbour. And that seems like the stuff where they're, they say they had no intentions of doing more of these or a prequel, but that's sprinkling in a little backstory, which I kind of like, and that's what they're talking about going back and revisiting, is they clearly have a relationship, and what is that? Now, I could see them exploring that, but at the same time, we all know that David Harbour is going to grow more of that pudge. So that's not... <laughs> she, and you know he's going to turn. Yeah. Is, uh, nothing about this movie is surprising. You've seen this literally 100,000 yeah. times. And that's the thing. The movie, there, it's not throwing any punches, even whenever it is. And it's just a... I wouldn't say a cookie cutter movie because there are a lot of really cool action scenes. But all and the action that we've seen before. We saw yeah. in John Wick. The Batman v Superman fight where he's in the warehouse, Batman is, that's all this stuff. All the fighting is the same now. We did that for a while with like the Bourne films where it was visually shaky and chaotic and now the action is clearly we're able to focus more on that, but it's all the same stuff I feel like. There, there's definitely some of the tried and true methods in a lot of different ways, but I'll say that anytime the action kicked up, I was in, but any time that it slowed down, it started to take me out of it. There were moments and things that I did like about that, but I felt like the beginning was botched. I don't know what about it, but just that storyline, getting into the storyline, was just very haphazardly thrown together, or just like, it just happened. Did you like the opening of starting kind of at the end and then going backwards? Kind of, but it like at that point, I'm like, well, he's going to die. There's no way he's going to survive. Like He can't be wheezing like he just smoked an entire carton. <laughs> I then, love that you brought up the wheezing thing. And I, I do love throughout the movie, he would you could hear him breathing very heavily. Oh, my God. I didn't think you were going to bring that up because I was going to say that. I'm going to still save it. <laughs> so what's the best thing? Is the action the best part, clearly? Yeah, but I know you had mentioned that it would be nice to see Hemsworth be lighter. I dug him as like this hardcore action guy. I like seeing him drop F-bombs, stuff that we don't <laughs> usually get to see in the Marvel films. I thought Hemi did a good job. I liked him in this. But it would be nice to see him like every once in a while make a joke. I mean, even Denzel's character Creasy did that in Man on Fire. He's just so I feel like he's so sad in this movie. Well, Creasy... Speaking of sad and Man on Fire, he's very sad. But there, there's a lot which I won't get into. And for this, though, I guess I didn't mind that. But I also was not expecting him to be that whenever I got into this movie. And it was just something different that we haven't seen with Hemsworth. And we've seen him do a lot of lighter stuff. So I think with that, uh, it was a welcome for me because of that. So is it, you think he's a good action star in this? I do, yeah. Beyond not having superpowers i would say yeah i think he's okay you bring up the breathing thing i literally wrote this down i found his breathing super distracting because he breathes (laughs) like he has a hole in his lungs the entire film and i was had headphones on and it was like making me nauseous (laughs) i think he's just okay in this movie i didn't love him is there another mcu star who you think could have done a better job because i think Mm. chris evans would have been pretty solid in this role. I was going to say Evans is the only one I could really that that would stand out. But if we go to some of the minor characters, 
I would like to see what Don Cheadle could do. Yeah, I'd, Cheadle could do something like this. And and I I know it would be a very different approach, but especially going back and rewatching some older movies like Out of Sight, where Don plays a a bad guy, it would be nice to see him in a role that would require him to be a vicious good guy where he is lethal. But those are the only two I could come up with if we were to stick to guys. But, I mean, it would be interesting to see, like, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Or, I don't know, Florence Pugh. Well, let's just get her in. I'm always... I'm always down to see some pew pew action. I thought Hemsworth just okay. I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I was just in a mood. Now I feel like I need to rewatch it. Cause I was gonna say, I don't think I'll ever rewatch this again. Really? I, so even like the Wonder, the Wonder is cool, but like I was with 27 or 2017, 1917, uh, and this is my own just neurosis, I was so distracted finding all the holes in it <laughs> that I was, I was just, like distracted I, I wasn't immersed in it and I, and that it's 12 minutes or whatever and you it feels it by like minute eight i was like how much longer is this going to go on Did, but so you watched it on your laptop i watched it on the on my uh, 55 inch okay i was going to say i wonder if that had anything to do with it but apparently not that usually doesn't affect me i love laying in bed watching stuff on my laptop this, because this movie is one of those that I wanted to see the action big. Like, I wanted it to be on the biggest screen possible. So is this is this a good substitute for going to the movies, or would you rather have watched this? Honestly, I would pay to see it in the theater. Good grief. But it would be I, like... I would only have paid because of Hemsworth. I, afterwards, I would have been like, eh. But I will say, though, it would be like a $5 day, a discount day. Dude, imagine a beefed-up Mel Gibson in this movie... At his current age, maybe like a decade younger, or someone like Sly. This seems like a good Sly yeah, film. Actually, you're right. This this would be one of those movies where a guy is, has had decades to think. And him, he seems like he's too young almost to be in this role, right? It seemed like he, it was strange that he had a child that died from cancer, which I know is a thing. I know people go through that. But and they never do they mention his wife? No. Uh, besides, she left. Oh, she did leave. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, he's like, she couldn't handle it. And then him basically wanting to He's just on a death wish, basically. And that's one thing that was in the dialogue saying that you spin the cylinder hoping that you'll catch a bullet one day, which is exactly what happened. Are you glad? Speaking of him dying, we had a few predictions. He doesn't die. You don't think he dies? final shot, no. Or I wonder... Because we see the blurred out ver- vision that he has of his son. Is it reversed now where that boy is seeing Hemsworth as a father figure and the blurriness represents like a ghost or the visions. And so he... But his child, that focus eventually, it eventually comes into focus. But but it was in a reverse where Hemi was in focus and then as he becomes more of a distant memory. He becomes more and more out of focus. I think Netflix is all about that money, and if it means keeping Hemsworth alive for a sequel, we're going to get it. You're right. So, how, how steamed were you that he... So he takes his shirt off, oof. but we don't get... We get, it, we get it from behind. We don't get his chest. We get all of those lashes. Abs. How steamed were you? Because we predicted... Very. One of our predictions was that he would go shirtless, which technically we're not wrong... 
but we didn't get that beefcake bod like we thought so. I was expecting him to peel off that shirt whenever he takes a leap off the cliff. I was waiting for it. Did you like his introduction, his real introduction of waking up? Uh, She's like, well, who are these people that are hanging out? And then he leaps off. And that, I laughed out loud. That made me laugh. That actually, that made me laugh. And I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm all right with that. And I, and the trailer was expecting to hate it in the movie. I mean, it's dopey. It is. That might be the dopiest thing in this movie. I will say this does seem like a throwback action film in a ways. It seems throwback, but it's also not done in a stupid way. It's done mm-hmm. very seriously, which I kind of respect. Which, And that's the one of the main reasons why I like the movie. So hats off to Hargrave for that because I thought he did a good job with that. Did you think the movie looked well? Like, yeah. It was, shot, it was shot well. I think another issue I have with this movie is there's no color in this movie. Yeah. Which can work, but let's sprinkle in some color, baby. Yeah, I, I was surprised by that, except for especially whenever he was like covered in blood. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty awesome. I don't like watching him die. It hurts me. It made me wheeze. <laughs> I hated that. I was just like... <laughs> just get this man some help. <laughs> oh, the best scene in this film, the best one, it's not the 12-minute one. I thought the opening action sequence with Hemsworth was awesome. But when he beats the crap out of those kids, mm. I rewatched that a few times. I love beating up kids. <laughs> and there's like no question on if he should be doing it. He's slapping these kids. Oh, boy. Come, yeah. Comes back to haunt him, though. I, I love that. Wasn't that awesome? No one's yeah. talking about that, I feel like. I, I love that. And I, I'm surprised no one's talking about it either, but... Maybe it's just the fact that those who would be talking about it say, yeah, we need to see some of that. We I mean, never I, see that on film, kids getting their butts kicked. That's how all parents are feeling right now during this COVID crisis. I don't blame them. I would be doing the same thing. I just love that he's literally just batting them away. So do you think that's the best thing or the fight the where he kills somebody with a rake and his name is Tyler Rake? Now, Hargrave said he worked that in because of fam. It's like, you have to do that. Um, God, I'm getting hyped on this movie now. Just thinking about actually, the action. The I, I uh, the action scenes I liked, and I went back and rewatched a few action scenes. No joke. In, and in the last ten minutes, I'm going to tell you this: I need more. I want to. No joke. I want to rewatch this movie. I hope they do a sequel. And he's paired with somebody else, and it's called Extractors. Oh. This is going to be like his own es- escape plan trilogy or something. I could see that, but on Netflix. So the budget is always through the roof. I love it because the I think it was Hargrave or Russo or, or whoever when they hinted at this sequel or prequel. They said Netflix was loving the dailies, and we're just like. That's what started the conversation of, oh, we could do more. We didn't think anything about our franchise until they were loving it. And I'm like, oh, Netflix loves anything. <laughs> and that's why friggin' David Harbour's in it. They're just like, we yeah. got to shove this guy in as much as we can. It's not a bad thing. I like him a lot. Yeah. Har- Harbour can be a lot of fun. I just here he was just okay. I, I think he's I think he's fine. It's just you know where it's going. Yeah. Which is the which is an issue. I love my girlfriend's response to uh Harbor's death. He died like a G. Oh, <laughs> man. So hard. That's a good quote. That should be on the cover if this is ever released on like Criterion or something. Uh, and then I asked, what do you think about um Hemsworth's death? That's uh, like a pussy death right there. Well, I got <laughs> shot in the neck by a kid. 
and now he's dying on the streets. <laughs> he falls over into the water. She did not make any comments about his death. And his is gruesome. Yeah. That's like an awful way yeah. to go. But going back to your question, though, about the action scenes, it may be the kids, but there were so many. I, I like the action in this, but the kids fight scene, I went back and rewatched that, too. Almost every action scene I rewatched, I've rewatched it at least once by now. Okay, so I know I said we've seen a lot of this before, and it's true, and there's nothing original to the story, but I'm going to say we need to stream this movie. Absolutely. That, what's your final grade? My final overall grade is a flat B. I'm going to say C plus, but it's a it's a it's a hearty C plus. My I I'm like it's a firm B, and I'm curious if I will change. Like I said, I might have been in the mood for that because for some reason I've one thing I've neglected during this quarantine process has been video games. And I've been watching like certain cutscenes, so maybe I've just been craving that. Because that 12-minute scene was like one giant cutscene ripped from a video game. C plus, it doesn't sound good, but it, it is another positive thing. This movie is like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Loves it. That's if it were trimmed just like 10 more minutes, I'd say 10 more minutes, then you'd be sitting even higher. I'm tempted to go B plus, but I'm just go going B plus, B. baby. I'm because there this movie just talking about it now gets me a little more excited to rewatch it again. It gets me more hyped to rewatch the action stuff. I want to see those kids get knocked around. <laughs> I love my the my favorite part of that scene is whenever he takes a kid throws him headfirst into the van door. Then he pushes him back, throws the door back, and the kid's head goes through the glass. <laughs> Honestly, that should be in like every movie. Ooh. I guarantee you that's going to be in Wonder Woman 1984. Oh. Do you want to bring back a game we haven't done in a long time? I'm ready, baby. It's called the Rotten Tomatoes game. You know, usually we do the Rotten Tomatoes game for the movie that we're talking about. Not this time. I don't if you don't listen. The Rotten Tomatoes game is I'm going to read you four little blurbs, four little blurb reviews. Three were real, taken from Rotten Tomatoes. The fourth one I made up, and you had to pick the fake one. Find the fake. I thought a fun movie to go back to and do this for would be 2012's Red Dawn, oh, starring Chris Hemsworth. That's good. I Okay, I saw that about a year ago. Directed by Dan Bradley. This movie has a 14% oh. rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So I got the three, and I wrote the fake one. I had four. I want to tell you how I did this. I, I numbered them and randomly drew the order that we're getting. So be that as it may. Let's okay. go. I'm ready. Numero uno A. Again, this is for Red Dawn 2012, 14%. The remake that On Rotten tanked. Tomatoes. It was awful. It was an awful movie. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it again. One and done. Numero A. Hollywood cynicism knows no bounds. They're now remaking bad movies too. Uh, it seems pretty real to me. I'll, I'll, category, I'll put that in the maybe. Spoiler alert. They all seem real. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, 
we've done the, the last two times we've done this, which has been a long time. I've stumped you the last two times. Mm-hmm. And I'm 99% confident I'm going to stump you on this one. Because it gets wacky, baby. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Second one. That jo- wasn't too wacky. That wasn't too wacky. Just wait, baby. <laughs> the second one. Josh Peck is terribly miscast in this role, and his character is so annoying, he almost made me root for North Korea. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's kind of a maybe. That's leaning toward the fake. Ah, but, okay. All right, I'll keep that on the back burner. If you think that's fake, get ready for this one. Ooh. I hope the ghost of Patrick Swayze forever haunts the producers for their creative cluelessness <laughs> and unapo- unapologetic mangling of a once wildly entertaining war film premise. <laughs> I'm going to say that's real. That's wordy AF, folks. I, I feel like that could be real or with it being wordy, that's your one way of trying to stump me. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the final one, Red Dawn made me cringe and groan so much the person next to me thought I had a tick. I don't. The movie is just that bad. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. If you need me to um, read any of these again, maybe not the Patrick Swayze one because Ooh. I can barely spit that out. <laughs> what about the first and second? Let's go with those. So the first one's Hollywood cynicism knows no bounds. They're now remaking bad movies too. Hmm, okay. That sounds like something smart I would write. It's the Hollywood cynicism. I feel like that that's like a buzzword for, for a critic to say about that. Second one, Josh Peck is terribly miscast in this role, and his character is so annoying, he almost made me root for North Korea. Man. Any, any of these you want to cross off immediately? You want me to read the Patrick Swayze one again? No, I'm going to keep that. You I'm, think that's real? I, yeah, I'm going to say that's real. My options right now, I feel like it's between the second one and the final one. Final one. Red Dawn made me cringe and groan so much, the person next to me thought I had a tick. I don't. The movie is just that bad. Hmm. I am going to say the fake (laughs) is option number two. You predicted the second one is fake. I can tell you right now, you are incorrect. Oh, is it the final one? It is the final one. Dang it. <laughs> I was so close. I was so close. I thought, all right, that tick thing almost. When was the last time you saw that movie? I saw it in theaters. And it was awful. Oh, yeah. I, but I have no like connection to the original. So maybe maybe that's why. I, I may have. See, I really like the original. That's 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 a cool movie. I remember watching that so many times on TNT whenever I was a kid. I may, I think I had the mail-in DVD for Red Dawn. I feel Netflix. like I did that on Netflix too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how I saw it. Well, you're now on a three three uh, three game skid. Oh man! And the third, the final one was I was so close to choosing that. Dang it! Well, with no movies coming out in theaters, I figured we could just. Go into the archives and find random movies. I like it, and uh, you can do a, you can do me next. I I like that. When you said mystery movie, I was hoping that it would end up being Mystery Men. No, no, oh. no, no. But I, I want, like this is I think his worst reviewed film, like major film. Yeah, that might that might end up being my least favorite. Hint. Well, I don't know. He's he's been in some poo poo. So like 
Men in Black International. I'm that not. That is the worst. That's bad. That's like a, just a bad, bad movie. So, whenever I saw that in theater, I got a free poster. And no joke, I, I would have burned that in the parking lot. I almost set that on fire in my apartment. <laughs> and I haven't yet. I I have it. You're saving it for when the COVID pandemic gets really, really bad. And I need some substitute for toilet paper. Well, I'll let you do it next time because we're going to do, what, Pop Culture Pick'ems from mm-hmm. May? Yeah. I don't know what's coming. I know there's one album that's going to be number one. And then... I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. But we can we can play that again if you want to do it. I will say that there is a movie coming out, and it looks like a lot of fun. Oh, to I know me, what you're talking about. To me, it looks like a, I, I just is had... Is it coming to Netflix, and it has Kumail in it? Ooh. Maybe? I don't know. Hint, hint. It's um, Men in Black International 2. I hope we never get another one of those. <sighs> yeah, I hope we don't either. Oh, speaking of, right now with the current... Um, Movie fantasy draft. I appear to be winning that by another hundred million with trolls. <laughs> <laughs> we might honestly, There's, at this point, we may never be able to play that again. We may just have to scrap that altogether. But I, I, I will say that I don't know if I'll end up watching World uh, Trolls World Tour unless it comes to Netflix. But what if Netflix cuts off? Universal, and they're like, we won't. Why show would they Universal. do that? There'd be no reason to. It just to be trolls, to troll them. I think that would be great. But I'm, I'm actually excited for May. Um, the economy is opening with the stay-at-home orders lifting, but that doesn't mean movie theaters are reopening. Would you go back to the movie theater in May? No, absolutely not. I, I think at this point we're not back until Tenet comes out, and. Yeah. They're really going to limit how many people are inside of a theater. And I would probably wear a mask. I I bet, yeah, I bet you anything they'll end up doing that. But they'll also take your temperature at the door. I'm okay with that. I want to I be comfortable sitting there not worrying that somebody is sick. If, I, I don't know. Would you wear a little mask that had a little slit for popcorn? Yeah. Because I'll just straw? be I'll be lifting it up. It's the flap. You just got like popcorn fingers <sighs> all over your mask? That's going to be very dirty, the popcorn, the COVID movie theater mask. But, yeah, I, I bet you anything it's going to be Tenet. The the fir- first time theaters open, that and SpongeBob. <laughs> no, that's already been moved to next May. Oh, crap. It's the only things in July are uh, Mulan and, and uh, Tenet. Well, so it's just going to be like 10 showings of Tenet, 10 showings of Mulan. Nothing else. What would be great is if they ended up reopening theaters because one plan is to do that with bringing back movies like Endgame and Infinity War. Do you think you would go to the theater? No, I own all these movies. (laughs) I'm not going to the theater. I want to sit at home and watch it. Would there be any movie that they bring to the theaters, bring back, that would entice you to go? Interstellar would maybe be one. Um, And I would like to see Titanic again on the big screen. Really? But I cry in that movie, and I don't want to be emotional in front of people. So I won't even watch that with my fiance. She keeps begging me. And she goes, if there's anybody you should cry in front of, it's me. And I go, I don't want to. Ooh. Is there? It kills me. The ending kills me every time. It's so good. Speaking of Cameron, because I actually do need to rewatch Titanic, but do you think 
that this whole COVID mess has pushed back Avatar even more? I don't think so, because they were already finished shooting. But he's just a one-man band. He's doing it all himself <laughs> in his basement or something. He's like editing eight miles below the surface of the ocean. He doesn't even know that COVID's happening. He's like Jared Leto when he was in the Ooh. desert. <laughs> and he emerged like Jesus. Man, I can't get enough of Jared Leto. He's an idiot. Um, I have been watching so many behind the scenes with him. The last thing I watched today before you came in and we started recording, it was his behind the scenes of Suicide Squad. I'm sure that was funny. It was he's, fantastic. He's an idiot. It was when they cut his hair and it was really long from Blade Runner. And they literally cut his uh, his hair and he took it and sniffed it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that seems like something he would do. It looked like he was about to just swallow it whole. And it was a long, it was probably a foot long of hair. Man, Morbius looks awful. That movie, if that were the first one back in theaters, would entice me to go. <laughs> Wouldn't be awesome if that's the, literally the, the only option <laughs> after like eight months of nothing and it's still only open with like $23 million. <laughs> I can't wait. And it wasn't because people were scared. It's because it looks like garbage. That I have you changed your stance on Morbius? Because no, it looks awful. I want to see Venom though, baby. Woo! Oh, speaking of Venom, let there be carnage. Yeah. Yay or nay on the name? I mean, they seem to be having fun with it, so I'm all for it. I love that first one. Man, it's a masterpiece. I might have to go and rewatch that while I'm sitting on the toilet. I was going to ask you for <laughs> for. Uh, for extraction, does the action scenes that get you pumped up for a pump of your own? Yeah, because I'm about ready to go pump right now, and I might watch that kid fight. Yeah, I'm I'm going to rewatch whenever Hemi is uh, wheezing in the very beginning, and it's going to cause me to focus on my breathing while running. Oof. Well, join us next time, film fans, for pop culture picks for May. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.